I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We're visiting a beetle spit village next to a chicken piddle lake on a donkey dung island. You can bet we're going to swear. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. And I'm Goodwin. And we're missing both Indy and Brittany. But it's okay. They'll be back eventually. Grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's play a game. I will say let's play a game sounds very ominous. Sounds like uh, like the like Saw movie. movies. Yeah. Let's yeah. play a game. I think it is kind of ominous in this chapter. Yeah, it is. Chapter 12. In her magical body, Evie tracks Flair and Carnelian and decides to trick them. She convinces them to break themselves into pieces and enter a bed of quartz. She tells them that when they find their way out, they will be stronger and it will be easier for them to break out into the world. So they do it. They break themselves into little pieces and go into this quartz bed and they genuinely seem to be enjoying themselves. They're like, hey, this is a great game, which is what she tells them it is. Then Evie goes back and talks to Luvo and t- tells him what she did. Also mentions that she's worried because even though she has bought time for them and Flair and Carnelian aren't resurfacing right now, if they do get out of the bed, they will. They actually will be stronger. So Luvo goes in in his magic and turns the quartz bed into a Mobius loop. So there is no entrance or exit. This is great because they've maybe bought even more time, except that if Flair and Carnelian do get out, they will be even stronger and probably blow up more than just the island. How terrifying. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. I feel like we need to start with just the kind of 
really difficult place that Evie's been put in where it's the only thing that I can think of that will buy us time now is going to make it so much worse later. That is like such a horrifying position to be in. I, I'm trying to think of like a real life analog for that. And it's like, if you were holding a, a lit stick of dynamite and the only way to like not have it blow up is to throw it at another pile of unlit dynamite further down the hall. It, it's not a good option. But right. I guess the alternative is uh, killing a bunch of children, orphan pirate children, <laughs> which is not a great option either. Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out in future chapters. Yeah, maybe they'll be stuck in there forever. Maybe it'll be fine. So my notes are not exactly in order. This is this is my notes page. Oh, yeah. And so I, I did not fill it. It's got all these little honeycombs, and I did not fill the honeycombs in in any given order. So the very top one says, and this is a quote from somewhere in the chapter, we didn't mean to make things worse. Then I wrote that this is exactly what the people at Wave Circle Temple said about the earthquake in Sandry's book. And remember, Holy they shit. tried to trap an earthquake in a crystal. And it went very, very, very not good. Not just right. for them, literally everyone around them. Right, right. Because, like, obviously we have the story with uh, Sandry and the gang getting trapped in the underground cave because of the earthquake and barely surviving. But also... Once they make it out, they're like, they get told, oh, yeah, the people at Wave Circle Temple, they're all dead. Initially, I was like, you know, volcanoes, not great, but they, you, you can get away from them, usually. Unless it's like Krakatoa. And this is giving me like Krakatoa vibes. Like, if these like, you know, fire spirits are able to increase in power that much, like it's, it's. The implications are horrifying for the entire right. chain of islands. Maybe it'll make a new continent, then everyone can move on there. You know, whoever's, <laughs> whoever's left after the ash clouds covers the earth and all the plants die and everyone's dead. But I really like what Luvo does. We ended our excerpt right before this part. Tells Evie, I took one end of the bed and pulled it toward the other. Before I joined the ends, I gave one a half twist. I had the idea from a puzzle shown to me by a Gyeongshi monk. Try it with a piece of paper. Listeners at home, following along, try this with a piece of paper. Once the two ends are joined, if one traces the paper's edge, one will find the circle has only one edge throughout its length. The circle is infinite. Flair and Carnelian will never find an end to it. They will pursue the reflections in each bit of quartz forever. Which, aside from that sounding absolutely horrifying, this is a Mobius strip. This is a Mobius yeah. loop. And I just think that's super cool. And like, yay, more like cool math and science stuff in the fantasy books. It is a very interesting um, thing to throw in. I, I, you don't expect that sort of like, like you said, kind of math science thing in a fantasy book. But Tamara Pierce is able to mix that stuff together and it's it's cool. I do think, however, that chasing my own reflection for eternity is horrifying way off topic that is the power of a one of the protagonists from the anime jojo's bizarre adventure he basically makes you relive relive a moment uh in time for eternity and yeah it's it's it's, it's as horrifying as it sounds because you're yeah. just chasing yourself and it's the guy deserved it but you know it's it's uh it's to me it's up there with um Part in the Sandman series by Neil Gaiman, 
where I don't know if you've read the graphic novels. I don't know. I've read a lot. It felt like a lot. I don't know how far in the total length I've gotten. Well, I've only read like one or two. So uh, oh, okay. yeah. I, it, it's pretty close to the beginning. The guy who who traps him, he sentences the dude to like infinite waking. So he just like sleeps forever, but he dreams and then will wake up and then dream something just as horrific or even worse than the last thing and then wake up. But he's never he never exits the dream. He just keeps waking. That's right. Yeah, that is absolutely horrifying to me. Also well deserved. I have had dreams that are like three layers deep. So it's like extra scary because of that. I'm like, I can kind of relate to this. I, yeah, I get that fear then. I don't think I've ever, I think I've gotten to two layers before and that's it. And I'm like, and then Inception came out and I guess everyone started dreaming of more dreams in their dreams. I loved Inception. I was like, oh my gosh, new favorite movie. And my brother was like, he, he's also a big Chris Nolan fan. And he was like, eh, it was okay. Definitely not anywhere close to my favorite Chris Nolan film. But I realized part of the reason that I love Inception is that I dream like that. Like I went there, uh, I saw that movie and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what my dreams are like. <laughs> often, yeah, you, like, you could relate, yeah. They're, they're often a little less trippy. Like for me, my dreams are either like super trippy or they have that layering quality. So like when they're really weird, I usually just wake up. But in college more than once, I dreamed that I had slept through my alarm, woke up to realize I had slept through my alarm, woke up to realize I had slept through my alarm. Like it was awful. And when I finally did wake up, I was like, am I actually awake? I think honestly that having multiple layers of dreams when they're really mundane is worse because because you think you're at it's so yeah yeah because it's, it's just not like, it can't be a dream yeah i'm awake right i i when oh. i actually woke up i was i was not sure i was awake who knows maybe i am still dreaming maybe this is all a dream um pinch yourself does it hurt i guess <laughs> you might be in a dream <laughs> listen if you're in a dream i'm also in a dream it's fine here <laughs> it's not that bad we're in a, we're in a, we, okay you know what we are in a pretty weird timeline i take that back it depends on how on fire the world is outside the dream yeah literally and odd. metaphorically yeah. um, maybe things are worse in which case yay i'll stay inside the dream but maybe out there donald trump never got elected and everything's nobody shot that gorilla at the zoo and everything's back to normal yeah in which case somebody please wake me up <laughs> <laughs> okay so we get this brief moment where Evie has come out of her magic trance, the little boys who Luvo has been watching over come and they're like, tell him that we did everything he asked us to do. And if he, but only if he asks you about us and if he doesn't, like don't remind him that we even exist. Evie describing them, or maybe she's describing like, she's remembering what it was like the first time that Briar and her had this experience with Luvo. And she's talking about, well, was it awe or was it fear? And she says, it's hard to tell the difference so much. It's it's hard to tell the difference between so much awe and fear. This made me think of, is probably an episode of Unorthodox, but it may have been a different podcast that the host was on. But one of the Unorthodox hosts, Liel Leibowitz, in 
a podcast episode was talking about how the Bible tells you that you're supposed to love God, but it also tells you that you're supposed to fear God. And he's like, that's kind of an interesting concept that you're like supposed to fear God. But this to me, like I read this line and I was like, dear Liel Leibowitz, like I feel like this answers all of the questions that he brought up. Kind of the same thing when it's something that's that big and amazing. Luvo said his mountain was happy when he was gone, but I couldn't believe it. This reminded me a lot of, in a previous chapter, Evie is talking about how Briar has gone to Namorn with his sisters and he hasn't even been home but a couple of months. He's probably like, oh, you know what? I don't even miss Evie. She's not my student anymore. He's happy to have her out of his hair. And like, that's kind of the same way Luvo talks about his mountain. He's like, oh no, my mountain is very glad that I'm gone. And so I just think it's interesting that Evie is looking at Luvo and being like, yeah, maybe your mountain like cares about you more than you think it does. And I really want to be like, mm, yeah, Evie, maybe Briar cares about you the way Luvo's mountain cares about him. Mm-hmm. That being said, being a mountain, maybe he is glad Luvo's gone. I, I don't know how mountains feel, but <laughs> seeing that Luvo is a rambunctious sort that likes to move around and get into stuff, maybe the mountain's glad he's not there. Oh. We have already heard mention that the mountains on Starn's Island don't get up to such nonsense. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but Briar definitely uh, is not happy that Evie's gone. No. Evie describing Luvo says, turning his power aside was like trying to kick an elephant. This is the second time in the series that elephants have been mentioned. And this one doesn't feel quite as trippy, but do you remember the first time? What was that, in like the second book or something? the third book third book yeah i remember it's, it was early on it's at the end of Dodge's book the fire has broken out and rose thorn is like kind of trying to hold it back mm-hmm. and briar wants to help her and she magically pushes him away it affects him when she does this possibly even like physically kind of makes him take a step back and he says something like Where'd the elephant go? Did anybody see an elephant? (laughs) I remember reading it and it kind of confused me. So this one wasn't confusing, but it just like struck me as, hey, wait a minute, elephants. And, you know, again, we talk about how Briar and Evie are the same person. So maybe Briar taught her what an elephant is. Maybe what it feels like. Because, yeah, (laughs) I don't don't, don't know how Evie would know. She she hasn't traveled that much, I guess. I don't know how Briar knew what an elephant was. Yeah, so we, we have yet to see actual elephants, but elephants have been mentioned twice now. <laughs> the little boys about Luvo are just funny. They're horrifying. We already talked about that. I mean, they got yelled at by a fucking rock. Like, not yet. Is yelled at the pro- It's like he shook the entire house. I love it because the way it's written in the book, it's like he's going, oh, oh. But he's doing it so big and loud. That she that can hear it all the way outside. Right. Yeah, I, that, that left an impression on those boys. And they're like, yeah, we did everything. T- t- tell them we did everything, but don't bring attention to us because we don't want to get yelled at again. Right. God. And, you know, Nori, when they first came up, was like, what are you going to do? You're a rock. And he's like, I have my uses. <laughs> and, uh, 
clearly he does. He does. Yeah. When you need to threaten children into putting up their 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 belongings, you know, just just get a a rock with a bullhorn and it'll work. <laughs> I don't remember if it's actually in this chapter or in the next one, but uh, we also find out that he frightens Miriam enough that she not only leaves, gets away from the pond, which is what Evie is worried about, but she like goes in and takes a bath all by herself. Wow. Yeah. He does have his uses. Keep him around. Okay. I wrote, I like that Evie describes her magic musically, but I don't remember the details on that one. I think she talks about how like the rocks sound Mm -hmm. and maybe like they sing in her magic or something. And I just thought that was interesting. Pierce doesn't describe it a whole, whole lot, but when we do get different people's magic described, their magic's feel a little bit different for each individual and that's yeah. kind of nice i mean i guess it makes sense that rocks would I, I guess singing makes sense i think of like rocks moving and like mm-hmm. being pressed on with pressure and stuff and just like squeaking i guess i don't know if that's the right term but to me it makes sense huh? i think of like when you tap like a crystal glass mm. you know i think maybe the same thing of like it's kind of like she's tapping it with her magic and it's like sort of echoing back to her. Yeah, yeah. Like re- reverberating. Yeah, that's the word. And the last note I have is that I think it's neat that Flair and Carnelian actually do enjoy running around in the quartz bed. Yeah, especially with how they were complaining about how long it took them to coalesce into a single being. Because it said yeah. that they started out as like being small and then they eventually kind of got together and became like a self-contained entity after just prodding them a little and like making them kind of play off each other to be like, no, I'm faster. No, you're fast. No, I'm faster. Watch. I'm going to do this faster than you can. Making themselves separate. It's so interesting to see these creatures that I guess really haven't had a whole lot of like social conditioning being yeah. so easy to like to manipulate them into getting them to do what you want them to do. <laughs> Well, they're described over and over as kids. And so Mm. they have that natural curiosity. And we see that show up here too, where they've never experienced quartz before. And Luvo even tells Evie that he's like, oh, that's brilliant because they've never experienced quartz before. So this will be like this new, amazing thing to them. Mm -hmm. And you just have to let them know that it's going to be a cool, amazing thing. And they'll, they'll want to do it. Do you have notes that I don't have? I have a few. I have just a couple of notes. Nice. When Evie describes Flair and Carnelian Carnelian staring at her with her black-rimmed eyes, that if she had skin on, it would have crawled because they looked hungry. Yeah. And I'm like, that is such a horrifying description of like a fire spirit. Yeah, just, just pitch black eyes surrounded by fire. And they look hungrily at you, like, yeah, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to leave. I don't want yeah. anything to do with this. As much as this is, you know, fantasy adventure sort of novel, there's a lot of nice horror tropes in this book, especially this chapter. Yeah, like, if they were described as anything other than kids, I think it'd be creepier. <laughs> like, I, I get that they're, you know, essentially a force of nature and that they don't really have control over what they are. But, like, it's still kind of horrifying. Well, we also talked about, let's play a game, which just like, oh, if you say God. it in the right context, sounds horrifying. 
And and Brittany said the same thing when in the chapter when they were first introduced, where they're like, we want out. Don't you want to go out? And it's just like, if you read it in the right tone of voice, it's just like, I have now entered a horror novel. These it's are demons. Not what I expected. They're trying to, you know, no, just, oh, God. No, it's 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 a little like it's not spooky, but like yeah, it, with with certain contexts, it can definitely be a little scary, which I, I'm here for. Evie taking something she learned from Briar, uh, setting the hook when you give the person you lie to one last shove, so you, that you'll get them to want to do it themselves. You know, it it, it uh mm-hmm. it, same same situation. She has to convince Carnelian and Flair that. Oh, you know what? This game's too hard for you guys. Never mind. Like, it's 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 not worth it. Like, you guys couldn't do it, so why even bother? They're like, no, we can do it. We can we can do it if we try it. Trust me. I love it's, that she mentions Briar there because that's it's such a Briar thing. It's like, such I can, a Briar thing. I can see him handling that same situation in the same way. Yeah, it's just psychology. You know, it's just. It's yeah. it's simple, and Briar knows it because he had to live so long on the streets. And it's cool that against these little fire spirits, well, I don't know how little they are, but uh, it works on them even. Luvo, you know, after helping Evie and using his magic to make a Mobius loop out of rock, he just kind of falls into a little lump. I just think of like a melted gummy bear sitting on like a dashboard or something. Like that's I just think like just a, <laughs> like I know he's just flopped over. But I just imagine like a melted gummy bear. I feel like I need to do this experiment now and like take a gummy bear and stick it out in a hot place. Yeah, and he'll just melt down. And right at the end, uh, Luvo making a sound that was scarily like a sigh. Like that, that's, <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's a noise you definitely don't. You're you're not used to hearing from the what is essentially the heart of a mountain, just like this ageless rock. I I, I could see that being a little like he he also realizes just how fucking uh, maybe not a good idea this was. They didn't really have a better one, though. Like I said, they just had to toss that stick of dynamite down the hall. Yeah. What what other choice did they have? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. I actually didn't write one down, but I'm going to go with buying time because that's what happens in this chapter. That, that is exactly what happened. Yeah, I didn't have one either. Ah, I know. Lying to children. That's a good thing. <laughs> that's, that's a really good one, actually. Yeah, maybe not good socially, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. They lied. Guidance. She's guiding them into the thing, and then Luvo's guiding them into the loop, and then Luvo's guiding the children into doing stuff. And Evie's was trying to guide Miriam away from the pool and let you let's go let's go with guidance, yeah. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. And Goodwin is already shaking his head. Since we switched the uh, theme to guidance, I'm going to use my personal magic as you should lie to children to get the, to get them to do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's not good. And I yet that's what I pulled out of it. I think that's a terrible plan. I pulled out the power of gamification. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because Evie's like, hey, want to play a game? And she's just thinking I'm going to trap them. But it turns out that like this is genuinely fun for them. And the fact that it is genuinely fun, we'll see, may or may not contribute to them growing stronger and actually escaping and mm-hmm, all of that. Mm-hmm. When you want to do something, like turning it into a game, it can help it motivate helps. you. Yeah. And I feel like you get, you, you've also done that in the classroom too, yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I try to do that a lot. Doesn't always work, but it's always worth a shot. Mm-hmm. So. Better than just lecturing at them, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I'm a big fan of Yukai Chow, who is the creator of the Octalysis model for gamification. And one of the things that he says in his book is basically like, well, I don't really like the term gamification and it's sort of the industry term that people have agreed upon but I prefer to say human focused design and I was like that's so brilliant especially because what he talks about is basically like there are different things that motivate us and he breaks those up into eight different categories you can utilize those things that motivate without making something really seem particularly game-like So there are people who use gamification or like this system of gamification to create apps or products or whatever that nobody would think of as a game, but still utilize these elements. 
because instead of focusing on like trying to get an output, they're focusing on what is going to motivate people to use this. Interesting. That that makes me think of like some of the social engineering used in like video games, especially for stuff like um like loot boxes are a very pervasive thing in like microtransactions and games nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of those loot boxes, they use that sort of dopamine hit that they lead you up to to get you to keep buying again and again. And it's it's right. I, I won't say that's a good use for that or you know gamification. Right. But I, I can see both positive and negative ways to use that. Yeah. In our society. It's it's yeah. Yeah. Yu Kai Chao, I think, would point out that loot boxes play on the motivation of like surprise. Mm-hmm. So he calls it unpredictability, but it's basically we like surprises. This even goes to, there's a slam poem that I can never find when I'm looking for it, but they talk about, there's a line, they, they're talking about essentially being present. And there's a line that says, it's not about the Jordans. It's about the email from the mail room that your package has arrived. Mm. So like, it's that, it's that anticipation and the, the yeah. not knowing exactly what it's going to be as well. Like with loot boxes, it's not just the anticipation, but it's also the like, oh, what's what's going to be in it this time? You know, that's something else that I've noticed um, in real life in certain stores that I frequent, mostly online, but they'll like sell mystery boxes of stuff. And mm-hmm. like they sell out every time. Like mm-hmm. usually the value is there. You have very wide pool of what you can get with like no guarantees of anything. And it's like, I did buy one one time and I got something pretty cool out of it. So it was like, I kind of want to go back for more, but I'm like, it's also kind of a gambling thing, you know? Yeah. Like maybe not the best thing to do, which is why I haven't done it since, but it it was kind of an interesting experience to be like ordering something, paying for it, and then waiting to see what you're going to get in real life, something tangible, not just something digital. Yeah. And, uh, that's like that's the same gambling feeds off of that same thing mm. of unpredictability. One of the great examples that he gives, I think in his TED talk, one of his TED talks, I think he's done more than one, but there's a country that started this thing. They have speed cameras that'll like track how fast you're going. And so if you're speeding, then it'll like take a picture of your license plate and like you'll get a thing in the mail that you have to pay a fine. Right. But if you are not speeding, it will take a picture of your license plate and enter you into a lottery to win the money that the people who are speeding have to pay in fines. Oh, that's fucking cool. And it works. Wow. And and he talks about how, like, you actually have a very small chance of winning the money. Right. But because it's that chance and you don't know maybe it'll happen this time it in it encourages people to slow down that's very cool this was a couple of years ago but me and ellie signed up for like a workout i don't want to call it a program but it was essentially like a gambling thing like you it was called a diet bet but you basically uh, uh-huh. put money up up front like 50 bucks or so and like if you go down to the weight that like they designated which was like i think it was like maybe five six seven percent of like your your body weight like a pretty attainable goal 
you would get all the people who gained weight and didn't reach that goal would lose the money and that pot would be split among the people that did lose the weight and get that goal right so it's a very similar like cumulative gambling i guess but for the purpose of losing weight instead of you know keeping the streets safe right. yeah it's crazy to see that like what what was that term that's not gamification but like the, the term that that author human focused design human focused design I mean, it works. I, I lost yep. weight, so. We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 13 of Melting Stones. Traveling on horseback, I tend to forget the bumps in the road. I was halfway to the village when I heard a nasty sounding rumble and thump behind me. I glanced back. The cart's front wheel had gone into a deep rut. There was another bump as it came out, followed by the crunch of breaking wood. The little ones screamed. The other kids shouted. The dog barked. The puppies replied. The chickens shrieked. I turned my horse so my rider and I could look. Oh, ringworms, the boy whispered. He dismounted to help. The cart leaned to one side. The rear left wheel bent in under the box. The left front wheel was also bent. The axle was broken. The cart was going nowhere. Hog puke, dog dung, and navy stunt. Treak jumped up and down in the road. Now he looked like someone who could break furniture in a rage. Lockheeks curses 12 times on the scum swiller who fixed this last. Oswin did. Tears rolled down Miriam's, Miriam's face. Don't you yell at Oswin, Treak. I'll cut you. From somewhere, she had gotten a small dagger. She held it like she knew how to use it. Pirate kids, I thought, and sighed. Nori took the knife away like she had a lot of practice. Kill Treak later, Miriam. Get down carefully. She and the driver, Jesse, climbed down and helped the children get off. As some of the kids cried and others asked me what they would do now, I made a mistake. I let my weariness and my need for food run my mouth. I knew this was a bad idea. Carrying all these things for what? Those ships will be packed. Surely Oswin told you. It's why you had orders to just bring a few things. Not all this. I waved my hands at the cart. When the volcano explodes, you'll still be here with all this junk. It is not junk. Nori stared up at me. Her eyes looked like blue-gray ice in the winter sun. What do you know? I bet you've never done without in your life. I'll bet you never had to run from anywhere with just the rags on your back. Every one of us has left our whole lives behind more than once, so don't you preach. We have to save what we can. I ground my teeth. And if they don't let you bring it on the ships, she had a nerve talking to me. She didn't know the first thing about what I'd had to do. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us. Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST. Shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellows for Happy for our artwork. 
You can find more of their art by following Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. All right, well, let's get into it. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about this is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like in the chapter. So, speaking of playing games, do, do, do you want me to go first? Yes, <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right. Um, I think my notes are in like no order. Oh wait, wait, wait. I forgot the summary. This this episode's gonna yes. be such a mess. Oh my god. <laughs> this is so this is just a different feeling. All right. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.